And we're back with more of the Pope on film. As the godlight begins to shine. Hey, no. Gotcha. Okay. Bunny! Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who isn't in this day and age? But oh, but uh, only real fans, true hardcore fans that have been with us from the beginning, that have listened to all 835,000 hours of this podcast. Only the real fans would know two facts about us, two undeniably real and in no way made up on the spot facts about the two of us, America's hottest couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny, is the fact, the undeniable and not at all made up on the spot fact, that in your spare time, Bunny, you are one of those heroes, one of those unsung heroes that goes to children's hospitals and entertains sick children dressed as different costumed characters. So tell us, Bunny, what characters do you dress up as in, in the children's hospitals? I, I forget the actual character's name, the Crimson Avenger or something like that, from the Bloody Pit of Horrors. Yes. That's yes, yes, a big yes. one for the kids. Mickey you know, Hartay. Yeah. They, 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 yes. they like to see the sweat. Uh, they like the smell of the Axe Body Spray. Because even back then, you know, it smelled like Axe Body Spray. Oh, yeah. All the oh, fucking yeah. time. Yeah. In fact, that may be what Axe Body Spray is, just Mickey Hargaday on tap. The Axe Body Spray of Horror. But that's a that's a big character. That's a popular character. Um and and I'll 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 usually read uh maybe some Dickens. It seems like sick kids really like great expectations. Oh yeah, uh, who doesn't? You know who doesn't? Yeah, you know, and they're, and there's six, so it's kind of mean to read Nicholas Nickleby. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, cool, yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah, um, and then I tell them that they're going to hell, of course, because uh, again, it goes with the Crimson Avenger outfit. You know, yeah, you got to do some psychological torture there because. Uh, they're bad, and after after um they feel a lot better once I leave. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I like to go to ch- children's hospitals and cheer up the terminally ill children. They love my costume, uh, methed out grimace. <laughs> methed out grimace. Yeah, I'm Grimace from McDonald's, but he hasn't been in a lot of McDonald's commercials lately. And also his reputation is tarnished because of those commercials he did with Donald Trump. So now he's on the meth and he's really skinny and frail. And he keeps asking to suck your dick for $20. Yes. So kids really get a kick out of seeing methed out Grimace. Oh, something, something that should have been in a previous bit, though. Did you hear Macaulay Calkin says it's okay with him if Trump is edited out of Home Alone 2? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, 
I how see. long do you think Macaulay Culkin was frozen oh, in thanks. shock because the phone what? rang? <laughs> right? No, I don't listen. I, 100%. He was, he was absolutely shocked. Someone wants to talk to me? Yeah. Is that the phone? <laughs> it's been so long. It's like the old lady from Titanic. It's been 87 years. <laughs> uh, uh, and the second thing that you would, I forgot which bit we were in. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do in this segment is get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know that well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling voice. And that's where we are right now. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Up. Proximations. Dun, 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 or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name SHAP. I think it's nice. Anywho, <laughs> this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing the non-XFL, non-arena football, football alternative that was single-handedly destroyed by, of all people, the 45th president of the United States. Okay. This story really upsets me, and I'm gonna try. I I am I I am gonna try not to scream, but I will probably scream. I, I, I'm very I'm very upset. I'm very upset by this story, but we're gonna try and power through. Okay. The subject of this chap is the USFL, the United States Football League, which existed for three seasons from 1983 to 1985. So longer than the joke, which was the XFL. The yes. United States Football League was the brainchild of businessman David Dixon who is a big hero in the world of uh, uh, Louisiana because he was a, he was a, he was a, a, a businessman and an architect and a, a smart, rich guy in Louisiana. And he, he basically gave birth to to the New Orleans saints Okay. David Dixon was a businessman and he was like, hey, uh, the New Orleans should have a football team. So he started an organization in 1982 called the New Orleans Football Club. And it was a group of powerful businessmen and rich people and CEOs in the New Orleans area that had one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to, to get an NFL team in Louisiana. So David Dixon helped give birth to the New Orleans Saints. He also helped build the Louisiana Superdome. So David Dixon, rich business guy, in the 60s, he started going to tennis matches, and he's like, hey, tennis. This could be the next big sport. I'm going to go to a tennis match. Yeah. And so he goes to a professional tennis match, and he's like, 
this is shit. Look at this. The the court is all beaten up and the stands are all beaten up. This looks really unprofessional. Someone needs to make tennis more professional because if tennis is more professional, then maybe tennis could be seen as like an actual sport, you know? So in the 60s, David Dixon started a professional tennis league called World Champion Tennis. That was pretty darn successful. The WCT lasted from 1968 all the way to the 90s. So, so the guy had an eye for finding uh, sports, alternative sports. He, he, he was known as a sports guy. So uh, in the 80s, David Dixon is like, look, there's no NFL in the summer. There's no college football in the summer. There's just no football at all in the summer period. So starting a summer football league will definitely be a big success. Okay. So, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and start a football, but for the summer during the off season. So he gave birth to the USFL, the United States football league teams included the Washington Federals, the Chicago Blitz, the Boston Breakers, the Arizona Federales, the Denver Gold, and the Philadelphia Stars, among others. And fun fact, out of those six team names, I only made up one of them. <laughs> okay. Which one did I make up? Oh, I'm not telling. But one of those names was fake. Only one. All of them sound fake. But only one of them was fake. Have fun trying to figure that out. Or not. It's fine. So the USFL's plan was, hey, there's no football on TV, so we can get, we need to get a big time national TV contract, and we're going to play in big NFL size stadiums, and we're going to sign big names, and we're going to be a big success, and we can make a lot of money as long as we don't go head-to-head with the NFL. Everything should be fine. And at first, things were rocky. They did end up signing a a handful of former Heisman Trophy winners, but uh, one problem early on was that there was no salary cap And so spending went through the roof as the 12 different USFL teams started fighting each other for players. Eventually, those 12 teams would become 18 teams. But in the beginning, there was just 12 teams. Also, the very rich and very powerful NFL did not like this upstart wannabe NFL showing up. Even if they weren't competing, the NFL was upset. So the NFL went and blocked a number of teams from using their beloved stadiums, which was another problem. And here's a problem that 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 I that I can feel in my bones, okay? You want to start a, a sports team in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona? That's fine. You want to start you a, a professional sports team in the city of Phoenix? Fine. But you know what you don't do? You don't play sports Sports in the summer and have uh, steel uh, bleachers. You don't have metal bleachers in Phoenix in the summer. It's 118 degrees and your audience is going to melt. That is ridiculous. (laughs) So there were some rocky. It definitely, 
it, it, it was rocky in the beginning. But in 1983, the USFL was up and running. And after the first season, uh, people were like, hey, this is fun. This is entertaining and this is good sports and, and things are good. It definitely looks like the United States Football League is here to stay. Uh, and that was until Donald Trump entered the story and like he always does, ruins everything. This is where things get upset to me. Because I I was gonna save this for the end of chat, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying it now, and then at the end of the chat I will go back to it. This is something that happened in America, and I think that this is a story. I say this at the end of most every chat. I'm surprised that most people don't know this story. But the thing is, a lot of what happened in the United States Football League with Donald Trump are things that also happened to the United States of America. And I feel that it was the media's responsibility to tell this story of the United States Football League and how Donald Trump killed it because a lot of what happened to the USFL has happened over the past four years to freaking America. Yeah. Media has a should have said, "Hey, maybe don't elect this guy." Let me tell you the story in the history books of how Donald Trump destroyed the United States Football League because we could have been warned about a lot of stuff. Yes. So okay, so so Donald Trump entered the USFL after the first season, and he lied and cheated and destroyed everything he saw. The same thing that decades later he would also do to uh, America. So this is how it went. Uh, after the first season of the USFL, it was a big hit. And so entered noted con man Donald Trump, who saw the success and said, I can finally use the Un I can use the United States Football League to finally uh, uh, accomplish my goal of owning an NFL team. So it's the 80s. And for years, Donald Trump has tried and failed to buy an NFL team. Donald Trump in the early 80s, in the very early 80s, he's known as a successful real estate person, but he wants to be known as a celebrity on yeah. the front and not just a celebrity in the real estate section. He wants to be a big superstar, and he feels that the only way to do that is by owning an NFL team. So, 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 so he goes to the NFL, and he's all, hey, I'm Donald Trump. I'm rich. Let me buy the New York Giants or whatever. I don't care. I'm buying a team. And the NFL is all, no. You're not buying a team, Donald Trump. You're a liar. You're a cheat. You don't pay your bills. You don't pay your taxes. You're gonna stiff up. You're gonna stiff us for money. You allegedly have mob ties, and most importantly, you're in no way as rich and successful as you are, as you say you are. Yeah. So no, Donald Trump, we're not gonna let you buy an NFL team. This is important. Because for the last four or five years in the present day, Donald Trump has spent a large portion of time attacking the NFL. 
And the media just goes, oh, Donald Trump attacking the NFL. Let's hear what he had to say about the NFL. And it's like, dude, you are journalists. Yeah. Put this shit in context. There's a lot of context here. Donald Trump is saying, oh, the NFL, we should boycott the NFL because black people are kneeling and that is disrespectful to the flag and I'm not watching the NFL anymore. Those people are horrible and you shouldn't watch it either. And it's like fucking media. Put this in perspective. He's saying this because he's had a decades-long rivalry against the nfl because he's being a little baby because they won't let him buy a team that's important context that you as a freaking journalist should tell the american people okay i'm fine this is just a very upsetting story to me yeah no when Donald Trump is attacking the NFL, the media should say, like, hey, there's a longstanding beef here. The media should be reporting on that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's. Maybe, maybe, though, because there's so much media attention happening, there's so many different things, like, so, so many, so many, so many, that, uh, Oh, you went louder. Yes. And you're going to get quieter. Yeah. No, I think that maybe, maybe because there's so much to cover in the media from this fucktard that uh, nobody bothers to stop to do their research. Well, it's upsetting. And they should. No, they should. Absolutely. Yeah, like, no, I no, I disagree with that because it's fucking news, news entertainment now. You know? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. They'll have every show will have a panel of six people to discuss what Donald Trump did that day. Ugh. Yeah. On on all of the 24-hour news networks. This is why we don't have news anymore. And then the problem is that the news is so desperate to, oh, we need to discuss both sides of the issue. So then Donald Trump says, oh, all Mexicans are liars and rapists and drug dealers. And then the news says, okay, well, we need to cover both sides of this. So let's get some people that 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 think that Donald Trump went too far. And let's get some people that agree that Mexicans are rapists. It's like you don't have to both sides every issue when one of the issue is literal Nazi shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so okay, so it's the 80s, it's but, the 70s. But when you when you when you're working for profit, yes. Then you've got to consider your advertisers. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous is what it is. And your advertisers are fine. Yeah. So so Donald Trump wants to buy an NFL team. The NFL won't let him buy in an NFL team. So Donald Trump, always the con man, he says, okay, well, if the NFL won't let me buy a team, then I'll buy a USFL team and I'll try and figure out a way to use the USFL team that I buy. I'm going to try and figure out some sneaky way to use that to get me to buy an NFL team. So so after the first season Donald Trump buys a controlling share in the U, in the New Jersey Generals. It's a USFL team and the guy the guy who owns the team says I'll buy you the sh- I'll sell you the shares Donald yeah. for 9 million dollars but Donald Trump always the genius businessman says 9 million dollars eh I'll buy it for 10 <laughs> oh, wow, 
what a great freaking business move, you freaking idiot. So Donald Trump buys the New Jersey Generals. He, he was known in real estate circles at the time, but he wanted a bigger spotlight. And by being an owner of a USFL team, he essentially tried to buy his way from the real estate section to the gossip section to the front page. And because he wants a spotlight so much, immediately Donald Trump starts making headlines by going out and saying, Yes, uh, now I'm the owner of a USFL team. And let me tell you, the USFL, we will beat the NFL. We will destroy the NFL. I feel sorry for the NFL because the USFL is going to destroy them. Meanwhile, all the other uh, uh, team owners are like, Donald, we're making a lot of really good money here as an alternative to the NFL. We can't win a battle against the NFL. Don't do this. <laughs> and Donald Trump's like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Because we're so superior. We're going to destroy the NFL. And he says a quote. He says, we're not looking for a merger. We're looking for a war. Now, that last quote is a big tell. Because Donald yeah. Trump has a tell. Because we all know now that a lot of Donald Trump's attacks against people are really just him projecting. Like during the election, he was like, oh, the Biden crime family. Yeah. The Biden crime family is so corrupt. Biden's children are just cashing in on his famous name and using it to strike deals. And that's just Donald Trump's confession about himself and his own children. He does this all the time. Donald Trump is currently convinced that Joe Biden cheated in the election. And there's no proof at all that Joe Biden cheated in the election. But Donald Trump is convinced about it because... Uh, of how much cheating Donald Trump tried to win the election. Mm -hmm. so, you know, by uh, uh, sabotaging the post office and trying to uh, stop mail-in voting and absentee voting and trying to, uh, uh, you know, gerrymandering. Flat out telling, telling his voters not to vote. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, what the fuck? Yeah, so he, Donald Trump projects... So Donald Trump says, oh, we're not looking for a merger. We're looking for a war. So Donald Trump's crazy plan was this. Um, they, Eris, don't step on my computer. You have turned off this podcast before, Kat, okay? Do not step on my computer. That is, you are not allowed, okay, Kat? I love you. Don't step on here. This is daddy's spot, okay? Okay. So Donald Trump's crazy, insane, bizarre plan was the NFL won't let me own a team, but I do own a USFL team. So we will go up against the NFL and we'll sue the NFL. And when we win in court, the NFL will be in financial jeopardy and they'll merge with the USFL. So I'm not allowed to have an NFL team. But if the NFL merges with the USFL, then I'm a team owner. <laughs> so the second season happens in the summer. That and is, but that is that. Let's stop for a moment and recognize yeah. the flat out conniving bullshit that it is over nothing. Yeah. 
it's literally just a, a kid throwing a temper tantrum. I want that toy. You can't have that toy. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to do this. That's what Donald Trump's doing. He's being a baby. The way that I always saw celebrities and fame is um, a large part of growing up and becoming a responsible adult is being told no. And when you become a celebrity, when you become famous and rich, you stop being told no. So you stop growing. So a lot of the problem with rich people and famous people and actors and child actors is that once they made it, they once they became successful, they stopped growing as people. So Donald Trump has always had money. He's always had butlers. He's always had handlers. He's never been told no. He's basically still a child. Yeah. And this story is him throwing a temper tantrum and destroying an entire football an entire, not just an entire company, but like 18 different sports teams. He destroyed an entire sport because someone told him no. And he threw a little temper tantrum, like a little racist baby. So Trump, get, so Trump uh, the second season happens in the summer. It's really su- successful. And Trump starts, starts his plan in motion to get the USFL and the NFL to merge. And he goes, hey, the USFL is a success. It's a big success. You know what we need to do in the USFL? We need to move our season to the fall and go head-to-head against the NFL. That's what we need to do. We're playing in the summer. We need to play in the fall, in the winter. Let's just attack the NFL. Let's just do this. Let's do it in the winter and the fall. We'll run opposite the NFL and we will win. But the other owners who signed on to the USFL because it was a fun, profitable alternative to the NFL, they didn't want to go opposite the NFL. And they're saying, like, uh, uh, Donald, this is insane. We can't go up against the NFL at all. We're making uh, some decent money here uh, in, in the beginning. In the USFL, we can't go up against the NFL And Donald Trump says, don't worry about it. I have talked with all of the major networks, all of the major TV networks. I have talked with all of the executives, all of the CEOs, all of the presidents of all of the three major television networks. And let me tell you what they said. They I told them my plan for the USFL to run against the NFL. All of the networks are super excited. Yeah, they are all super excited for the USFL to be in the winter. They they all want it so much. There's so much interest. We'll get a TV contract. We'll be successful. All of the networks want us to go against the NFL because the NFL is horrible. Don't worry. We'll run during the summer and we'll we'll run during the fall and the winter against the NFL. We'll get big time contracts and we'll be a huge hit. So the USFL for its third season runs during the winter, uh, during the fall and winter, head to head against the NFL. And guess what? Surprise, surprise. Donald Trump never talked with any freaking networks. (laughs) He never talked with any executives, any presidents, any CEOs. He was just lying out of his ass. Mm -hmm. 
He was just running the entire league to the ground to further his own small petty grudge. Oh, and here's another here's a here's another uh, 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 bit of the history of the USFL, which could have helped us in America in the present day. So Donald Trump and the New Jersey generals sign Doug Flutie to the team. Now, I don't know goddamn sports, but I know the name Doug Flutie for shit's sake. Yeah. The last football game I saw was uh, um, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> Laces out. That was the last football game I saw. But I know the name Doug Flutie. That's a big name. And, and yeah, Donald Trump uh, signed big time. Heisman Trophy winner Doug Flutie to a huge six-year, $8.3 million deal, which at the time was the largest football contract ever in history. This is the early 80s. $8.3 million is a ridiculous amount for any one person to sign uh, uh, an athlete too and so the media goes crazy and the media is all like uh, uh, that is an insane amount of money it's, it, you know it's 1985 uh, you're paying a ridiculous amount for one person how are you going to pay 8.3 million dollars to Doug Flutie how in the world are you going to pay for this Donald okay. Trump hold right there because that suddenly reminded me of the disaster artist, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, having to buy his own cameras, both yeah. digital and film. And and they're in the shop, like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, 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 you, you stopped me at, like... Oh, so it's such an exciting part. So he signs Doug Flutie to an $8.3 million contract, and the media is like, that's really expensive. How are you going to pay for it? And Donald Trump, Donald Trump said, it's all right. The other team owners will help me pay for it. <laughs> oh, does that ring any freaking bells to you, buddy? Yeah. And he sent all of the other team owners throughout the USFL a letter saying that every team needs to chip in and pay for Doug Flutie's $8.3 million contract because Doug Flutie's contract is such a big draw that it'll help every team and help all of the USFL. So he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm getting Doug Flutie and the other teams will help me pay for it. So he signs this. So he sends this letter to have all the other teams help him pay for his teammate. And of course, the orders ignore him, just like Mexico with the freaking wall. Uh huh. So now the USFL is going head to head with the NFL. The USFL had big time TV contracts yeah. in the in the summer, and they, the teams they like, own Monday night. 
yeah, the USFL had big time contracts in the summer and the, and the team owners were like, I don't know if we should move to the fall and winter because the, how will we get TV contracts? And Donald Trump is of course, Oh, don't worry. I'm best friends with all of the presidents of all of the networks. And they're all excited. They're all going to be fighting to do the USFL. And of course they move from the summer to the winter and there's no freaking TV contracts for the USFL. All of the TV networks are like, I don't know what Donald Trump told you, but we, we, we're playing the NFL. We don't want to play your USFL at all. They have no contracts at all. Meanwhile, a lot of teams are having financial difficulties because now they have to pay large amounts of money to get uh, players because Donald Trump is just giving away money that he doesn't have to all of these people. Uh, so now they're fighting Donald Trump to get uh, teammates because there's no salary cap at all. So a lot of the other teams are having financial troubles. So Donald Trump goes for his finishing move. He says, don't worry, fellow team owners. We'll take the NFL to court and we'll win. Because if there's one thing that Donald Trump always does, it's win court cases. Okay. So don't worry, when we defeat the NFL, we'll get a huge payment and all of your financial troubles will be over. So the USFL files an antitrust lawsuit in the NFL. And in 1986, before the fourth season, because there's not a lot of money for the fourth season. So the fourth season of the USFL depends on them winning this court case. And they're like, hey, the NFL has a monopoly, a monopoly over football, and we're getting screwed. They're, they kicked us out of stadiums. They are not uh, – they are boycotting us from television. They, they think they own all of football, and it's not fair, and they take them to court. And here's the twist, or as I like to call it, the Shyamalan. Here's yes. the Shyamalan. The USFL – wins in court okay they actually do defeat the nfl in court in 1986 the usfl actually wins and a jury rules that the nfl violated anti-monopoly laws however okay funny uh, do you know what a pyrrhic victory is a what a pyrrhic victory no. Well, let me explain it to you. It's a victory that takes such a devastating toll that it's a victory in name only, but is re in reality more of a defeat. In 279 BC, there was a Greek king named Pyrrhus, and he was fighting the Romans. And the Romans in BC, they were freaking huge. And this Greek general is fighting the Romans in this long war, and the, the, the Greeks are just losing all the time and losing all the time, and they're losing all these battles, and they're like, no, we're going to defeat the Romans. We are going to defeat them. Send more men. Send more men. Send more men. So in 279, there was a battle from against the Greeks and the Romans. It was the Battle of Ascalon. And Pyrrhus won. Finally, Pyrrhus beats the Romans. But in winning, he basically killed almost every single solitary troop he owned. Okay. Did King Pyrrhus win the battle? Yes. But also, he has no army now. 
So it ends. So so the Battle of Ascalum ended the war with the Romans, and and that win became by King Pyrrhus became known as a Pyrrhic victory. When you win. Technically, but your win is a loss. The USFL won in court and won a settlement. And because this was an antitrust lawsuit, whatever that settlement was got tripled. So the $1 the USFL wins in court is tripled to $3. Okay. Three whole dollars, Bunny. Yeah. So with no big settlement from their uh, Pyrrhic victory in court, the USFL folded and 100%, without a doubt, unequivocally, the, the United States Football League failed because Donald Trump killed it. And then here's the last crazy, insane part. Later, it is learned. And I'm not kidding. This is insane. It is later learned that once Donald Trump bought a USFL team, he secretly colluded with the NFL. What? I couldn't. Donald. Okay. So once Donald Trump uh, bought a USFL team, he met with the commissioner of the NFL in secret. And it was Donald Trump's hope that if Trump promised to secretly destroy the USFL from within, that the commissioner of the NFL would let him own an NFL team finally. Okay. That is fucked up. But the commissioner at the time, Pete Rosell, said, and I quote, as long as I or my heirs are involved in the NFL, you, Donald Trump, will never own a team. So Trump colluded with the NFL just like he did with fucking Russia. Yeah. Uh-huh. And at what point in time is the media to blame for all of Donald Trump, because the entire story of Donald Trump destroying the United States Football League is all what just happened to America. And now Joe Biden's going to come in. And I know he's not going to immediately solve everything, but like, God damn it, it, it's lucky we survived the Donald Trump presidency at all. And all of that, I believe, could have been stopped if at least one reporter during the lead up to to the election of Donald Trump said, hey, Maybe we should be talking about what he did to the USFL. Did you know he lied about uh, getting TV contracts? Did you know he tried to get uh, other people to pay for his big, dumb mistake? Did you know, uh, like, all of the suffering and the lies could have been stopped if just one reporter did his goddamn job? It's upsetting to me, this chap. It is upsetting that more people don't know this because people should, because it's the story of America. Yes. Ah! <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't have made this up if I wanted to. If I had, if this was a fictional story that I wrote, people would be like, oh, oh, you need to tone it down. Yeah. 
But this is true. And, and more people should know the story of Donald Trump killing the USFL because we just lived it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but this is the media that likes to say he looks or sounds presidential when he passes them off only semi-fucking-human for a change. Yeah, yeah. He didn't anyway. drool. Let's give him points. Anyway, the whole thing just really upsets me. Yeah. The whole thing really upsets me. Uh, so that's Steve's historic approximations for this week. I'm going to try and not be so upset because I, I'm like at a nine is how upset I am about this week's chap. Yeah. Uh, but next week, next week, we will be uh, uh, discussing history. Did you know, uh, Bunny, you know who played the head alien Eros in Plan 9 from Outer Space, don't you? Oh, yes. Who Do, is that? Would you like me to say it out loud? Yes, I would. The incomparable... Dudley Manlove. Uh, no, that was Eros, but like the space commander, the head of all the aliens. Oh, that was Bunny Beck Breckenridge. Yes. Did you know he was related to the youngest vice president in American history? What? Yeah, uh, uh, Bunny Breckenridge from Plan 9 from Outer Space is the great, great grandchild of the youngest vice president in the history of the United States. Really? Okay. And we will be discussing that story next week on Shaft. So be sure to join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations. And, and cut on that. <laughs>